0: Tunga by Over the middle to Judy. There he goes. Jerry Judy hits a home run for an Alabama touchdown. 58 yards on the first possession of the home season. <laughs>
1: Hey guys, and welcome back. It's been a while, but this is the first episode of Draft Daily. I'm here, as always, your host, Elliot Chris. I'm, I missed you guys. I'm really excited to be back. and kind of We're going to try to run through probably the top 36 Dynasty assets going into the uh, NFL Draft April 23rd. Thank God we still have that sporting event. I'm bringing on an absolute superstar guest, Mike Tagliere of Fantasy Pros. Mike, how are we doing today?
0: I am doing fantastic. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm glad that the NFL draft staying on. And, you know, th- before free agency started, I think a lot of people worried about, you know, how, how the public would take it in terms of like, you know, are you not being sensitive enough? But I think it's also pro- it provided people with an escape for a few days, you know, especially without the Tom Brady drama. So hopefully the NFL draft can do the same.
1: Yeah, uh, the f- NFL free agent frenzy was much appreciated by me. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was a nice distraction from everything that's going on, and hopefully this podcast can do the same. So Jerry Judy, six one, 193 pounds, uh, college dominator, 25.1 percentile, college yards per run, 17, uh, 81st percentile, breakout age, 82nd percentile. He had, what, 1,300 yards his sophomore year and 14 touchdowns, and last year he had 1,163 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, Let's talk about his strengths Because this is probably going to be the longest part of this podcast But Mm. talk to me about what stands out to you What you like about Jerry Judy
0: the one thing that I, I believe translates translates at every single level, no matter be college pro, you don't have to worry about it is route running. And it was the same reason. It's funny because the last time I talked to you on the show, we actually talked about Calvin Ridley, uh, a guy that had just come out of a bad combine in terms of what people expected out of him, and they they knocked him down their board. And I said it was crazy because you know when you're a natural route runner and you can create separation, you're going to become a favorite of your quarterback. And uh, I mean Calvin Ridley's done that, even even playing alongside Julio Jones, he's still going to approach probably he'll probably exceed 100 targets this year for Matt Ryan just because he does create that separation Jerry Judy creates separation at every single level of the field and it's not like you could do anything as a defensive back either because if you're going to come up and play press he, he can beat press with quickness and he makes defenders look silly when they do it but then if you play off coverage he could put his foot in the ground turn around and he's got five yards of separation I you know this is something that we talked we actually had Terrell Owens on the on the Fantasy Pros football podcast um, uh, last week and i actually asked him the question i said what do you think is the skill and i didn't i didn't do it in any way that i didn't set it up in any way i just asked him what do you think is the skill that translates most to success in the NFL from a college standpoint he said if someone's able to to generate separation they could do it at any level they could run routes they could do it at any level you know someone like Kevin White, you know, might come into the NFL, not run a full route tree and you understand he needs development. So you don't know if he can do all that. We know Jerry Judy can run a complete route tree, can get open at any level of the field. And it's just it's something that really can't be taught in, in terms of what he's able to do. I actually like him a little bit more than I liked Ridley. And that's saying something because I was a huge, huge fan of Calvin Ridley.
1: Yeah, um, spoiler alert, he's gonna my player comp for him is a better version of Calvin Ridley. So I think we're kinda hand in hand on this one. But his route running is absolutely phenomenal. I agree with Terrell Owens. I mean, who am I compared to Terrell Owens. But that's one of the things that I've always seen is that separation is such a major key. You see him kind of win in the slot off the the line of scrimmage. On the line of scrimmage, he can struggle a little bit if you get your hands on him because he's a little undersized. But if you miss getting your hands on him, you know, good night. Mm -hmm. His start-stop ability is phenomenal. His run-after-catch, like he's not going to break tackles, but he will make people miss. Um, I think last year a tweet blew up that said he doesn't stop on a dime; he stops on a nickel. Like his start-stop ability, his first step, and kind of getting to his full speed. And he's what a four-four-five guy on tape. He looks a little bit faster than that, you know. His route running is going to mean that he's always open. Um, I think he's got solid hands. Not they're not elite. I think he mm-hmm. tracks the ball over his shoulder very well. Sometimes he struggles with concentration drops, especially that LSU game was not one of his best. But you also saw, you know, the highlight reel upside of him. Um, but I think at the end of the day, his separation is is his calling card. And when you can separate and you get open, the way these NFL quarterbacks can make throws, I mean, one, two yards of separation is is as open as you're going to get in the NFL. And I think Ridley's got the opportunity to be, have three steps of separation. That's how good of a route runner he is.
0: Yeah, no, and that, that's the thing is in as a cornerback, if you think about it and like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on that curl route that, you know, when he stops puts his foot in the ground, I'm gonna sit there and wait on it. And that's why you've seen Judy so many times and you wonder how it happens, because he's a four-four-five guy. That's fast, but it's not like elite, like Henry Ruggs type speed. But you see him get behind defenders with legitimately five yards of separation, you're like, how does that even happen? It's because defenders almost want to sit on that route because there's there's no chance to stop it unless you do sit on it. So that's that's the part with Judy that you have to absolutely love and it's one of those things that it doesn't even really matter where he goes because if he has a quarterback that understands who the hell he is he's going to understand that this guy is going to generate the most separation on the field he's going to give you the best shot at completing your passes and even though he's not six four six five the the throwing area that you have to throw into is going to be bigger than those guys because he generates that much separation
1: yeah i mean his ability to set up defenders and kind of have them open yes. up their hips and cut inside you know, he's going to be a red zone nightmare on, on quick slants, especially like from the slot. You're going to see him be able to, to get in the end zone and have teams really use him very well. But, you know, no prospects perfect. There's definitely a couple of flaws in Jerry Judy. What are some of your concerns with him?
0: Uh, mine was more about an effort level in terms of like when you seen that he wasn't going to get the ball, sometimes his effort wouldn't be there. Uh, I, I think that's more of like an alpha trait a wide receiver. And sometimes, you know, I remember watching A.J. Brown last year and I kind of got the same vibe. And I was like, when this guy, like he puts his full effort forward, he's a monster. And I, I feel the same way about Judy. There's there's some inconsistency in his effort level. Uh, you already mentioned his hands, uh, his hands. I mean, he lets it come into his body a little bit more than he probably should. Uh, against LSU, he did definitely, he didn't have a great game, but I believe drops in the NFL are extremely overrated. Uh, people continue to tell me about drops with Amari Cooper in Oakland. And I said, well, you, you know, when you're not getting consistent targets, it's a little bit more difficult um, to generate. Like, you know, I'm not saying that he's elite. He has elite hands by any means, but I always thought that it was overrated because if you go and look at the league leaders every single year in the drops department, you're going to see guys. Christian McCaffrey, I want to say, led the uh, led all running backs in drops this year. Like that's It's just because he gets more targets, So, but drops are an overrated aspect, so I don't worry about it so much. Honestly, those are really the only weaknesses that I see to Jerry Judy's game and the reason that I'm not really all that concerned about him translating to the NFL.
1: Yeah, I completely agree that drops are probably the single most overrated aspect of a wide receiver's game. I think, you know, his his effort levels, I definitely saw the same thing. You know, one of the notes I have is that he's going to get called for OPI sometimes because mm-hmm. he just kind of runs into a fender and keeps going when he knows the screen's coming behind him. Um, sometimes when the, the play is going to the left side, he's on the right side of the field, he kind of just goes about his business and he knows the play's not coming. He's not really trying. But, you know, other aspects are like, He's not a good blocker. I don't care. You know, what I mean, if if I'm drafting right. Jerry Judy to be my lead blocker, I'm, I'm in all you kinds have problems. Of and like there are other aspects that I think are really important. Like, is he going to be a great contested catch guy? I don't know if that's going to be his strength, but that's not how he wins. So I'm really I don't want to knock guys for uh, not winning in ways that you know it's it's not part of their game. It's not really what they get asked to do. So it's it's not like a huge thing for me. Um, One, one thing I really want to talk about is probably the biggest thing that he gets a knock for is his college dominator rating, right? It's Uh, 25.1%, which is 36th percentile. Now I know context is often frowned upon in this community, but the argument can be made that this Alabama receiving core has as much NFL talent in it as any in the last 20 years with Judy going, Judy's going to be around one guy. Um, Ruggs is going to be a round one guy. Devonta Smith is I, – I really like him. Every time you watch Judy or Ruggs, he, he jumps off the screen. And mm-hmm. Waddle is probably going to be a second-round guy next year as well. So there's just so many guys. They rotate them in and out. Do you think there's any validity to that argument?
0: not really um i i almost pay no attention to dominator ratings uh and i say that just because y- you'll see guys like jeff janice have a higher dominator rating you'll see how about Corey davis how's that working out for everybody a lot of it comes down to the the position they're put in because there are, here's the way i view college dominator there there are players who are difference makers and then there's other players that rely on situations i don't think that there's much of an in-between uh where opportunity is everything in the nfl today and then and then you know there's difference makers like jerry judy jerry judy is a an absolute difference maker, and it brings me back to the question. You know, last year at Ole Miss, you know, we everybody talked about um, DK Metcalf, you know, AJ Brown, and these guys. Like, why didn't DK Metcalf produce more? I'm like, well, did you realize this, the talent that surrounded him? Even Demarcus Lodge got some targets there. But it, it's like when you have this many wide receivers in a group, and and as talented as Alabama, I don't know if I've ever seen. In terms of my scouting, I've never seen a. Um, four wide receivers that are going to be first, maybe second-round picks at the worst uh, on the same team. People talk about Tua. I, I I don't think we should underestimate the receivers that he was throwing to either. A lot of these guys can create crazy separation. Uh, but I, it's to me again the one thing that I know translate is, is is route running. Stats don't always translate. And again, I could bring up so many more examples of what college d- dominator ratings don't ha- like have led you in the wrong path. It's not to say that most college players don't produce because they do because they're playing against subpar competition but in judy's case you can clearly see the reason that his dominator rating isn't as high as is some would like it to be is because of every single player that was around him you know i mean it's not like he wouldn't have produced had he got more targets
1: no i agree with you i just i want to bring it up because it's a big knock against him and i for sure it's it's really important to discuss because let's just say we switched him and mims what would his dominator rating be on Baylor when he's far and away night and
0: day, the best receiver 70%, right?
1: It would, it would be something <laughs> absurd. And then we would be talking about how Judy is this can't miss prospect. And I just right. think context is really important. And the other argument I've heard against it is people say, well, you're talking about, he's playing with a lot of NFL receivers in college. And isn't he going to do that in the pros too? How will he dominate then?" I, I don't really know where to begin picking apart that argument, but I'll, I'll just kind of do it real simply. Cause this is a quick podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Of course, he's going to play with all NFL players in in the NFL. Um, In college, the other guys aren't playing with any NFL players. So it's it's just the level of talent. And if there's more talented guys, they're going to spread the ball around more. This has been a history of Alabama guys kind of having the ball spread around. So I don't think that's a very good argument either.
0: Yeah, I mean, even so let's pretend for a second that Jerry Judy went to the Falcons right now and he's playing alongside Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, of course he's not going to see as many targets because those guys are going to demand targets in their own right. Now, if he goes to the Raiders, he's going to see targets. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, yes, he is going to be playing alongside NFL receivers, but he's also going to be playing along a lot of guys that were drafted maybe on day three of the draft, you know, not not first-round talent like he was doing in Alabama.
1: Yeah, there's a difference between playing with Hunter Renfro and Julio Jones. No difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so that's actually a really good transition right there. What do you think is the perfect landing spot for Jerry Judy?
0: Uh, I, I don't know if there's if there's like a bad landing spot for him, to be honest with you. Uh, the Jets are a team that makes a whole lot of sense. And uh, I say that because, I mean, when we're recording this, I don't know if it when it gets released, but uh, Robbie Anderson has still yet to be signed. Uh, Sam Darnold does not have a long term, you know, target to throw to. Unfortunately, I hate for any of my receivers that I like to uh, be tied to Adam Gase for a long period. But I am of the belief that Adam Gase will not be around for very long. Sam Darnold's going to be around for a long time and he needs a true number one wide receiver Uh, if for whatever reason he falls past the Jets. The Raiders are a team that should jump in, even though Jerry Judy can play all over the field. That part kind of sucks, just because they do have Hunter Renfro, who's kind of limited to that role, uh, which means that Judy would be delegated to almost perimeter only, which kind of sucks. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. We want to see targets, and if he were to go to the Raiders, the targets would absolutely be there for him. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, uh, but I, I I'm gonna guess that he's off the board by the time the Raiders pick. I, I think the Jets are as far as he should go.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, as a Jets fan, I would love to have an exciting player there. It's been, well, I don't know, a lifetime since we've had one of those. But um, And the great thing is, if you are a Dynasty player, you just don't buy him as rookie year. Um, Adam Gase gets fired at the end of the year <laughs> when the Jets are terrible. And Jerry Judy becomes an all-pro receiver the next year and continues the Gase trend. But on a serious note, I, I think the team, and it's not necessarily the best fantasy outlook for him because they already have two target players. Um, hogs potentially is is the san francisco 49ers so obviously debo's there george kittle's there um but when i watched jerry judy one of the things that alabama did a lot was they used them in motion and the 49ers used motion i think on 20 percent of their plays last year which was top five in the nfl i mean obviously the ravens were the most but the, he's not making it there so I, i'm not even gonna bother mentioning them but I think Kyle Shanahan's ability to get creative with a guy like Jerry Judy would be uh, very exciting to see. And that combination of him and Kittle and Samuel would be absolutely phenomenal for the 49ers.
0: Well, the question, though, becomes, like, are the San Francisco 49ers going to pick at 13? Uh, that's the biggest question mark because they don't have picks in the second, third, or fourth round. So a lot of people seem to think that they're going to use the picks that they have, the 13th overall and then the 31st overall, uh, to to move some players around and, like, you know, take advantage of some, play- some guys, some teams that want to reach up to get players like a Jerry Judy. But... I don't. Again, I don't know if he falls to 13. If he went to 13, the 49ers pick there. I would absolutely love that landing spot because you do have Debo Samuel, a guy that I, I believe he's best suited for a complementary role. And I and it's not to say that he can't be a one A one B situation. He can and. We saw him really flourish once we saw Emmanuel Sanders go there. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, So having Jerry Judy, a guy that can play both perimeter and slot, uh, mesh well with someone like Samuel, who's the same way. Ideally, I I think Samuel would play in the slot a little bit more as a possession-style receiver. And Judy can play the field stretcher role. He could do the possession role. Uh, I think he would fit in phenomenal there. I would actually love that from a fantasy perspective. But I just don't think he falls to 13. And I don't even know if the 49ers are even picking at 13.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's very fair. That's just from a Jerry Judy standpoint. Point. Not yeah. necessarily what I think is going to happen, and I agree. His his skill set fits perfectly with Samuel, who's you know obviously one of the best run after catch guys in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, last question before uh, I let you go is, who does he remind you of?
0: Uh, well, I mean, to me, Stefan Diggs is, uh, the best comparison I could come up with. And even better than that, he might even turn into a better pro than Diggs. And I'm not, this is no slight of Diggs. I mean, I, I tell people Stefan Diggs is a top three route runner in the league. And I think he's, he's extremely underrated. Uh, Diggs is one of my favorite players in the NFL, but he's never been targeted, you know, 140, 150 times. Why does that happen? I mean, he plays in a run first team, but he was also a fifth round pick. You go back to someone like who I compare to Stephon Diggs. I compare Antonio Brown to Stephon Diggs. And Antonio Brown was a guy that was playing extremely well early in his career, but everybody, he was kind of overshadowed by Mike Wallace. And they eventually moved on from Mike Wallace, and everybody's like, oh, what are they doing? And Antonio Brown became a superstar. I believe that can happen with Diggs, you know, with the right quarterback. I don't know if Josh Allen's that answer. In another run-first offense, uh, but uh, Jerry Judy is—I uh, believe—he walks into the NFL as a top ten route runner, and uh, Stefan Diggs is my comparison for him. I think that's—that's that's the best thing I can come up with. And even better is that he's going to be drafted in the first round, which means he's probably going to get a lot more t- opportunity than Diggs did.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that's really important whenever we talk about a player comparison on this podcast, we're not talking about necessarily career outlook. We're trying to compare a couple traits so you can yep. visualize what a player uh, kind sure. of might his game might represent because you know it's not everyone has time to watch every single one of these guys for me Calvin Ridley just in terms of the route running um I don't want to scout the helmet and just compare and say oh he, they both played at Bama so they remind me of each other but it's right. it's just the route running ability uh, Odell Beckham's another popular one that we've seen over the years anyone who's a hell of a route runner is a guy that Jerry Judy's gonna remind <laughs> you of
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah I mean but the, but the field stretching is like a, another element because it's like Amari Cooper another guy from Alabama phenomenal route runner like i i think amari is also a guy that's top five in the league in terms of route running might be top three uh but he's someone that doesn't possess the deep traits that that judy does like judy has more top end speed than amari but i i do like the ridley comp that makes sense too
1: yeah i think at the end of the day he's gonna get open and he's gonna be awesome and i'm excited to see him play mike thank you so much for joining us why don't you let the people know I, i assume they already know where to find you but if not where can they find all your work
0: well, it was a blast yeah. uh, thanks for having me on Elliot um, I, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Taglier NFL you can find me uh, on fantasypros.com and doing the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast
1: Mike thanks so much for joining us guys you checked out Draft Daily I'm excited to bring you a lot more episodes in the weeks coming and I appreciate you for listening